Every real estate agent's journey is like another season in another sport. Those top-level pro all-star athletes absolutely train to be the absolute best. And it just doesn't happen that those that put in the most work become the MVPs. Are you ready to become an MVP in the real estate industry? Stay tuned. We're going to dive into an entire strategy of modern lead generation, taking you to the next level. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy Kane. What's up, guys? Jeremy Kane, Real Estate Agent Playbook. So excited for this one today. As you know, we want to train to be top-level individuals in our industry, and that's absolutely what I'm here for. If you would like to book a game plan call with me to help understand how you can take your game to the next level, I'd be happy to go on that journey with you. Please like, comment, subscribe, and let's get into it. First things first, when a pro athlete or real estate agent is getting into the game and taking their game to the next level, you must understand the playing field. You must understand what you're up against. And that starts right at home with your team, with your roster. So think of your sphere of influence as a roster of you know, tools to help you succeed. It's not just, you know, your sphere of influence clients. You have to look at your sphere of influence from a different perspective and pick out those all pro, you know, relationships that you have and really nourish those and help build those up. And sometimes that involves you giving back more than taking. And so absolutely, the main goal here is to sell more houses and, and do that. But I found if I'm giving value first, if I'm a resource, if I'm helping somebody in my sphere of influence build their game up and win at whatever they're doing, then it absolutely reciprocates and comes back to me. So make a roster of all of those people and and don't limit it to just the people that you know, you know, might make a move in the next six months or a year. It needs to be everybody you know. That sphere is everyone that you feel that that would look to you as, you know, the expert in the real estate industry. And if you're just starting out, don't worry, there's plenty of mentorship and coaching out there to help you understand how to take your game to the next level, but also to kind of filter in to help you with those first experiences in the game to understand exactly what you need to do and the steps you need to take. So the truth is the new agents that crush it absolutely are out there saying, I'm a new agent. I'm going to give you all my time. This is what I'm doing. And they work harder. And you can tell when you're dealing with a new agent on the other side of the transaction than a, than a seasoned agent, because that new agent is you know very diligent and on top of things. They may not know everything there is to know, but the fact that they have time is an absolute advantage when you're getting into it. So what if you're sitting on the sidelines, you're like, I'm a rookie, just have to get into it, just have to sell a couple houses, have a little more confidence because you can use that to your advantage, especially when dealing with your sphere of influence and the people that know, like, and trust you already. If that strategy sounds something that you're interested in, my expertise is building sphere of influence and helping agents succeed using sphere of influence as a main pillar to success. Book a call with the calendar link. I'd be happy to discuss how I did basically 95% of my transactions over my career based on my sphere of influence strategies. The next thing you got to do with that roster is include that personal touch. What do you do to stand out? What can you do for them that makes them remember you? Little gifts, handwritten cards, you know, uh, a happy birthday phone call. All of those little things seem a little bit cliche, but they're absolutely important. They're built around what people and humans like to hear and, you know, they like to get a phone call and they like some of the old school methods as well, handwritten notes. How often do you get a handwritten note? How often do you open it up in the mail? So once you have that roster dialed in, 
Definitely add your personal touches to it and make it something that's you, right? If it's completely out of character, if you know, I'm sending out notepads and people are like, what are you doing, Jeremy? We know you don't do anything, but use that phone for everything, you know? So make it about you and really dial that in, but don't forget those personal touches to everyone in your sphere of influence as much as you can. We're also so focused on, you know, automation and having someone else do it and delegating and all of that. We do have to have a personal touch in our sphere of influence in order for it to convert at top levels. The next thing is social media. Social media is your virtual stadium. This is a place where you need to have a presence, use some sort of strategy, and you can't just go, you know, personal, all the kids, all the time to nothing personal, all real estate, and it can't be the other way around either. So you have to, you know, provide a personal touch. As I always talk about, your social media basically outline is a portfolio. All of your social media channels combined should demonstrate what you are about, everything that you're about, whether that's, you know, education in the real estate space, like myself, educating real estate agents, or, you know, living in Denver, which is my other YouTube channel. So all of those things, you know, would represent me. If you really step back and took a look at all of my profiles on all the different channels, you would have a very good representation of me as my portfolio. If you want more information on that, check out this video right here that I'll link. And I go into an entire you know, montage of, of what the social media platform should be used for, at least at the base level. So not only post, right? A lot of times when, when we're on the social media channels, we, we talk about, you know, what are you posting? What are you doing? You got to engage. I've built my entire business through, you know, social media chats and DMs and, and posting and, you know, talking about my family and talking about little life events that I'm going through. And what I do when I post those things, People often call me and be like, hey, I'm going through the same thing. How did you use real estate to, you know, better your financial situation or whatever in that that moment in your life? And so if you can really dive into that and if you can, if you're having trouble with that avatar, think of something that you wish you would have had three years ago. Right. So it should be an entire educational platform of what you wish you had three years ago. And that will go a long way. And then you will start to see those those common avatars kind of flood into your to your socials, to your DMs. And that's exactly what you want. But think of it as your stadium. This is your platform in order to perform. And that's absolutely a different way to think about it besides, oh, I need to post market sets. Oh, I need to do this video. Oh, I need to you know, do this carousel post or whatever that is. It needs to be business. It needs to be your personality. People struggle a ton, especially real estate agents, putting their personality out there in the business platform because there was a huge thing once this all kind of came about. How much should I be posting personal? Should I just be posting business? Business page versus creator page versus all the different things. And so just think of it as your stadium. And the cool part is you're the architect. So you get to build it however you want. But all of your sphere of influence and everybody in that roster gets a seat and and they're constantly seeing you make the plays, seeing you do what you do, seeing you advance, seeing you become the MVP. And as they do that, they want to be a part of it too, because back when we were building the roster, we talked a ton about serving them and giving them the value that they're looking for. And as you know, the louder the crowd in the stadium, the better the team on the field usually performs. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, but typically that's the thing. You have the home field advantage in your stadium of social media. So make sure you're doing that. If you have a 
strategy that's worked for you in the past, comment below. I would love to hear what you are doing on social to take advantage of it your way and build your stadium so you are the winner on the scoreboard. Next thing is teamwork makes a dream work, right? If you're out there and you're, you know, being a solo agent, absolutely crushing it, great. But as you start to move through the business, you'll start to get calls from other agents and you know, sometimes it's, hey, how are you doing it to crush it? But a lot of times the most powerful relationships are those of your equals. If you're moving up in, in the stratosphere, if you're you're moving up in the standings of the real estate industry, you're going to start to have conversations and be in rooms with top producers and, and people that are either similar to you or maybe a, the you know, in first place when you're in second place. So understand that those collaborations are absolutely powerful. If you're an agent that's like, oh, I'm a real estate agent. Those people are my competition. I don't want to do anything. You're missing the boat because you can collaborate with them. Real estate industry and agents, it's a really small knit community, right? It's a small world. The connections you make, you know, hell, I have a good agent friend at this point that was a tenant reference of mine and my wife called and she said oh yeah i'm a realtor too and you know she gave the tenant a good reference and then my wife connected us turns out we're very similar in production we you know try to get together once a quarter for lunch and and talk about strategy and talk about what's working and and you know how's the market and all the things because you can look at stats all day you can look at the economic outlook all day but if you're not talking to those agents that are in and out of homes in and out of contracts know exactly what's going on you're you're missing a little piece of the market that's very important and so collaboration is something that i've always been accustomed to i love hanging out with other agents talking to them seeing what they're doing mostly because i'm competitive but also because i love giving back to that community and at the end of the day closings happen every day so we can all win and last time i checked there's two closings <laughs> um every time one house closes as a buyer's agent and a seller's agent so that's definitely something to keep in mind that collaboration could come back at some point when there's an agent on the other side that's making a decision between two or three really close offers oh i've worked with jeremy before he's he's absolutely great he's fair he takes care of his clients he does his job i don't have to you know be making sure he's staying on task and so all those things and those relationships i've built over time do come back and help my clients even in certain instances ultimately all of these things from you know the personal touches to social media to collaboration require just being committed to the consistency of it if you're consistently doing it you're consistently out there whether that's newsletters handwritten notes agent meetings you know market updates whatever that is be very consistent so that you're always refining your craft and you're always stepping it up for your clients ultimately because ultimately that is the goal we want to win every single day for our clients so that when they're ready to get in the game they can they can call us it's a quick there's no sale it's hey jeremy what do you think this is kind of what we're thinking does that make sense with the market and what you're seeing yes absolutely uh, i'd hold off a couple months and see how how that rolls and if you're able to be consistent that's when it will come to fruition and all of these things will come and help you level up and win the next season of your real estate career. And finally, once we're there, we must keep score. You must engage with your clients, with the other agents, with what's going on. You must ask them for feedback. And 
we've talked about it before, but those client testimonials absolutely go a long way. Um, I've had people give a couple testimonials on their home anniversary and, and, you know, when they sold, when they bought, whatever that looks like, but understand that those testimonials and keeping score of how you're doing is amazing and finding those ways to improve, right? How can you improve that client experience? A lot of that stuff will be written in black and white in those testimonials. So make sure that you're always doing that. You wouldn't be you know, the head football coach and not pay attention to the scoreboard to make the decision on the next play. So you got to understand that you have to see what's happened, where we're at, where you're measuring up, you know, however that looks and making sure that we're always tweaking and changing however we can our business. And so you got to keep score. Uh, you have to know your numbers as an agent. You have to know if you're up, you have to know if you're down, you have to know where the winners and losers are in the market. And so you have to be paying attention. One of the biggest ways is to ask people for feedback, agents, title people, lenders you work with, and especially clients, obviously that's the given. But if you can refine that process and continue to win and continue to march down the field towards that championship, you absolutely can take your business to the next level and eventually be that consummate MVP, that consummate champion in your business for your clients. Always remember for more championship worthy information, please like and subscribe. If you're listening to the podcast, please share this episode with your favorite real estate agents. We're trying to grow that community. And remember, every day is game day. You must show up and compete just like in professional sports, very similar in real estate, but you must always aim to strategize, execute, and then look back and get that feedback and chop and change anything you can change up that game plan. So if you need anything, please reach out. We'll talk to you next time. Jeremy Kane, Real Estate Agent Playbook. Bye-bye.